0: Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90min. As ever, I'm your host Harry Simu and on this edition we are going to be kicking off our Arsenal player review series. Now it's the international break, there's not a great deal to talk about in terms of actual goings on, actual happenings. We'll be keeping you across what our players are doing during that international break. We'll be keeping you across how things go for some of them whilst playing for their respective nations. But I figured that we probably needed some kind of series uh, to get us through this international break. And having thought long and hard about it, I decided that rather than taking stock of where Arsenal are at as a team at this point in the season, because we've done that time and time again it might be worth just focusing on some of our individual players. Now, I put a post up on the YouTube channel yesterday asking you guys for your suggestions. And so I've got a few days worth uh, of players that we're going to be looking at. We're going to be discussing. And uh, I'm really, really looking forward to bringing this series your way. So uh, thank you in advance for your support of it. Thank you for tuning in, as always. And uh, we're going to kick off today's show by looking at Kieran Tierney. Now, Tierney is a player who, you know, when he joined Arsenal, many of us were, were really excited about the signing. I think for the most part, Tierney has been outstanding. You know, I don't think you can deny that. I think the, the best thing about um, you know, has been his, his sort of commitment level in terms of the way he he operates on the pitch, the fact that he is someone who will always leave it all out on the pitch, the fact that he will... Uh, fight battle for the team the fact that his attitude seems uh, really good really positive I think that he's been a a very welcome breath of fresh air among the Arsenal fan base why because he's a throwback he's a bit of a throwback to the type of player that we all used to love when we were growing up that kind of no nonsense um, you know old school fullback, but with modern elements to him as well. And what I mean by that is the ability to get forward and influence games and be a really key part of Arsenal's attack. So lots to be positive about when it comes to Kieran Tierney's Arsenal career overall. But the reason I've picked Kieran Tierney to start off this series is because I do feel in the last few weeks, especially, we've seen a bit of a dip in Kieran Tierney's form. Is that all down to him? Probably not. I think the way that the team plays. At times, uh, contributes to Kieran Tierney not looking as marauding, as dominant, as effective as he once did. And um, I want to get into it. I want to try and work out exactly what it is that is contributing to Kieran Tierney's slight dip in form at the moment. And I put a poll out. At the beginning uh, of this show, live on YouTube, uh, and our live listeners, of course, and viewers can vote on that. And just to check in on the results so far 79% of you agree that Kieran Tierney's performance levels have dipped overall this season. So I'm not the only person that feels that Kieran Tierney is just not quite operating at the level that he's operated in previously. And uh, it's something that we should probably be a little bit concerned about. So, What are the issues that Kieran Tierney's faced? I think, first of all, fitness. Fitness is the biggest problem. And it's been the thing that's held Kieran Tierney back for quite a while now, isn't it? Because we've always looked at him and thought that when this guy's in full flow, when he's fit, when he's available uh, and available over a period of time, I mean, he is a valuable asset to the side. But has he always been that available, you know, ready to go, fit at 100%? I've got to be honest even when Kieran Tierney's fit there have been or or passed fit or deemed fit and selected from the start of games there have been so many fixtures where I've looked at Kieran Tierney and gone well you might have passed the fitness test Kieran but I don't necessarily feel you out totally at 100%. And that for me is the overriding issue and concern I've always had about Kieran Tierney. You know you move forward and you look at him and you, you you're trying to build this team and Mikel Arteta has obviously taken a conscious decision to build this team from the back. He's obviously named Tierney as a real crucial part of that. But do you look at him and say, this guy is going to be reliable enough and he's going to be... And when I say reliable, I don't mean in terms of his performances. I mean, in terms of his availability. And, you know, is that something that you could build your team around? Can you afford to put such a huge emphasis on Kierantini, given that he's likely to miss X amount of games over the course of the season. And I think for me, you know, no matter how good Kierantini is or can be or will be, I'll always have that in the back of my mind, not just because of the way he started his Arsenal career, but because of the way he suffered so many injuries during his time at Celtic as well. This is clearly something that the player is prone to. It's clearly something that he's going to have to be Mindful of and therefore managed very well throughout the course of his career in order to get the maximum out of him. So the fitness thing is a problem. There are some players that are just prone to injury. There are some players who are just, um, you know, are just not quite at the level they need to be when it comes to their bodies physically. And Kieran Tierney feels like one of those guys. We're going to come on and talk about some various other aspects of Kieran Tierney's game as well. And I'm very, very keen to get you guys' thoughts in the chat box as well. Uh, So please feel free to contribute throughout the show. Let's take some of those comments uh, straight off the bat. Uh, Abdi Mahmoud, when he saw the title, thought that I was going to announce a Kieran Tierney injury. He says, I saw the title and my heart dropped. I thought Tierney was injured. Be more considerate with your titles next time. I will try. Uh, Graham Sutherland says, I don't think it's a massive drop-off. Talking about Kieran Tierney's performances. He says it's been a pretty sound, or he's been pretty sound defensively, but still fails to find the final ball when bombing forward. At least he's staying fit. Uh, Louis Robson says he's just playing in a poor Arsenal team where our attacking players can't finish their dinner. Uh, Inter has a different view. He says uh, he's so overhyped, it's unreal. Just an average left-back, in my opinion. Uh, Jid says last season, Kieran Tierney had three assists from 125 crosses. We conceded about twice as much from his flank than the right. The difference now is there's no Bellerin to scapegoat. So we're seeing his deficiencies. Interesting stat there. Uh, What else have we got? A big hello to Julian, to Solomon, uh, to Omar, who says he's been poor this season. Um, A big thank you to Saïd Abdullah for uh, his very kind super chat donation. Saïd, thank you so, so much, mate. Uh, Really appreciate it. As always, he says, good afternoon, Harry. This is a really good subject to discuss. He's my favorite player, but I do think KT is not at his best. I don't think, however, he's been terrible overall. He re- will recover well and prove all the doubters wrong. Yeah, and I, I just want to make it clear that to me, I you know, Tierney hasn't been terrible. I'm not looking at him and saying, my God, that's a massive glaring weakness in our team. But given the standards that Tierney has set himself during his time at Arsenal so far, I do feel like there's more there, like we should be seeing more from him than we're currently getting at this moment in time. And that's why I wanted to do Tini first. It's the He's the one player that I look at and I'm like, you're still giving us a lot and you're still key to the team, but I know you can give us more. And I'm a little bit surprised as to why we're not getting more out of him right now. But as I say, we'll come on to the various elements of that and, and why that might be uh, in just a little bit. Let's take a few more of your comments. Uh Ms. Shane says, we complain when Tierney crosses, and we can play him when he doesn't. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else we've got. Um Bonster says that shouldn't KT be playing better given the freedom he is afforded by the manager. Look, we're gonna come we're gonna come onto the manager's role in this in a minute because I think there is something to be said there. There is a discussion to be had around the role that Kieran Tierney plays in this Arsenal side and how that is impacting him whether that be positively or negatively, because I think there are two sides to that. But I guess the next thing I wanted to touch on that's maybe surprised me a little bit about Tini at the start of this season is we talk a lot about leadership, a lack of leadership in this team. And when we were having that debate, maybe a couple of months ago, around who should be the captain, around the fact that maybe Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang isn't cut out to be that man, isn't cut out to wear the armband. One of the most... Common things I was hearing or getting back in the comments was Kieran Tierney should be given the armband. Kieran Tierney should be given that responsibility. And I've looked at some elements of his game this season, and there's one fixture in particular that stands out in my mind. And that's the defeat against Chelsea, where I was looking really closely at Kieran Tierney, watched the game back again for the tactical analysis, and just felt that Kieran Tierney actually was lacking a bit of leadership then. That he was Maybe afraid or maybe suffering from a lack of confidence himself, which made him feel he couldn't go and kind of voice his views and bark out instructions on the pitch. I don't know. You know, when you think back to those two goals that we conceded against Chelsea, both of them came from Chelsea creating the overload through Reese James down the right hand side, Kieran Tierney's side, Chelsea's right hand side, that is, Arsenal's left creating that overload. And on both occasions, if you remember the tactical analysis show that I did straight after the game or the next day, the thing I talked about was why on earth was Bukayo Saka not being called back, not being pulled in by his left back, not being pulled in by his central midfielder to say, you need to get back and support us here. We've seen throughout the season that Arsenal have struggled when teams have played with a back three and the two wing-backs to contain them. We've really had a problem with that. We had the issue at Brentford. We had the problem against Chelsea. And more recently, you know, we suffered at Brighton, although we managed to get away with a point that day. But I was watching that game back again. And, you know, Kieran Tierney's in a bit of a difficult position. He's, he's a little, he's probably in between a rock and a hard place in terms of he can't necessarily go out and confront Reese James because of what he leaves inside of him. He wants to get as close to the central defender as he possibly can. He wants to tuck in. He wants to make it narrower. But, you know, players making runs from midfield into certain spaces puts him in a place where he has to, he has to almost give up the flank. And that's where he should be looking at somebody like Bukayo Saka to come back. Bukayo Saka, who was playing left wing that day, to drop back inside, to just, put that bit of effort in, get back alongside him, defend alongside him and help prevent Chelsea creating that overload in the first place. And having conceded the goal the first time, you'd have thought that there would have been some serious words exchanged. And I would like to think that Arsenal captain material would have gone and had a go at Bukayo Saka about that, would have made it clear to him that it's not good enough, that he needs to get back, that he needs to support him. And I just feel like there have been a few scenarios this season where we keep talking about leaders and we keep looking around for leaders and maybe just maybe here could have done a little bit more to show that he is although still relatively young one of the senior players in this group because he is and and i'm not convinced about the whole captaincy thing uh, like i might have been maybe you know six months ago just based on some of the performances and some of the elements i've seen to his game at the start of this season i think He is clearly somebody that we look to utilize in the attack. We look to utilize Kieran Tierney down the left flank way more than we do Takahiro Tomiyasu down the right. Are we too predictable in that sense? I think we are. I think we are. I think we've got to a point where it's so obvious what we're going to do in terms of the way we shift our shape to then accommodate for Kieran Tierney getting further forward. And you only need to look at Kieran Tierney's heat map from the season Uh, so far to understand um, exactly what I mean by that. And I just want to share that with you now. I've taken this uh, from sofascore.com, so you should be able to see that. Uh, You can see his season heat map um, just to the right of the screen, and you can see that he is predominantly spending his time in the opponent's half, down that left flank, getting as far as the penalty area or as far as the six-yard box really, really frequently but although it's predictable, and although we're doing everything we can to create that space and that opportunity for him to get into those positions, has the has the delivery, has the final ball always been to the standard that it needs to be at? And we talk a lot about Arsenal not having a centre forward that is um, dangerous in the air, that is a, a penalty box player, a predator. Uh, a bit of a hold-up man. You know, we we talk about all those things. We basically don't have an Olivier Giroud anymore. But have the deliveries from Kieran Tierney always been as good as we know they can be? And I would have to say no. So just to kind of to clarify, you know, this is not let's have a go at Kieran Tierney day, but this is a concern for me because you can see that the level at which Kieran Tierney performing uh, has dropped. And is it down to him not being 100% fit? Is it down to the predictability with which we utilize him? And I'm talking about those overloads on the left-hand side and looking to get him forward time and time again. When he does get into those positions, has his delivery been as good as it can be? Has he always chosen the right option? I don't think he has. And so what you can say is that it's probably a bit of everything. It's probably that at times he hasn't been 100% in terms of his condition, it's probably because at times, um, you know, he's he's tired getting up and down that pitch and getting into those positions because teams have sussed what we're going to do so much so that they're almost saying to Tini, well, you can have the freedom of the flank and we're going to make sure we defend the cross. So there's a lot of elements to this, um, you know, and, and I think we need to, as a team, probably vary our play a little bit more so that Tierney is not the focal point every single time we get forward. So that there isn't such a huge reliance on the left back to, to get forward and, and make the difference. I think there will be certain fixtures, excuse me, I think there will be certain fixtures where we come up against the low block, especially at home, and utilising the fullbacks in such a way where they can get You know around the back and create that overload and become that extra man and make that telling contribution there are going to be games where that's going to be key but i just think that it's it's something that we're too reliant on at the moment and perhaps as a result of that we're asking too much from kieran tierney and because he's performed at a very high level up until now in his arsenal career you could argue that he's suffering now from those extremely high expectations that he himself has set so I don't think he's been at his best this season. I think there's more to come from Tini. I do envisage him missing a number of games over the course of the campaign. And that's why I was delighted when we brought Nuno Tavares in. And every time I've seen Nuno Tavares, I have to say I've been impressed. He looks like someone with lots of raw ability, lots of raw talent, and somebody who can uh, go on and develop into a very, very good player. But if we're going to do the same to him in terms of, then placing so much creative burden on him, we're going to end up in a position where we're also looking at him and saying he's not delivering. But actually, perhaps we're wrong in even looking at Kieran Tierney in that sense. And perhaps we should be turning the focus and the scrutiny toward the manager and towards the rest of the team and say we're a one-trick pony when it comes to going forward. And if you're a one-trick pony and that pony's under the weather, uh, once in a while, you're going to suffer. There needs to be more options. There needs to be more than just plan A when it comes to getting forward. And unfortunately, Kieran Tierney and his uh, marauding runs down the left-hand side have become something that we are too reliant on and um, and something that people have sussed and, and spotted and worked out. And, and now I think that there needs to be a little bit more variation to our game. So yeah, look, his form... This season hasn't been as good as it has been in years gone by, but he's by no means been bad and he's by no means been our worst player. Just to give you a quick update on the poll with regards to Kieran Tierney, my question that I put out to our YouTube viewers live uh, at the start of the show was, do you think Kieran Tierney's performance levels have dipped overall this season? And an overwhelming 75% of you say yes. So there's clearly something to it. I'm not the only one that's seeing it. We're not seeing the best of Kieran Tierney at this moment in time, but is it just down to Kieran Tierney? No, it's down to our predictability in terms of the way we attack. It's probably down to Kieran Tierney not necessarily being at his peak condition all of the time. I mean, I rarely get the impression from Kieran Tierney that he is at 100%. I often get the impression that he's at 75, 80%, but never really that much more than that. And that's a worry as well. Um... Do Arsenal need to vary in terms of the way they utilise him? Yes. And in turn, will that relieve him of some of the weight on his shoulders when it comes to providing the team uh, creativity and creating opportunities for the likes of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, Emile Smith-Rowe, Saka, Lacazette, whoever it may be, uh, in the forward positions. Right, let's take a few of your comments on this just to uh, wrap up this uh, first episode of our Arsenal player review series. As I say, we're going to be bringing you these uh, over the course of the international break, sandwiched in between uh, whatever news uh, seems to come our way as we look to keep the content going and hopefully keep you entertained during what's going to feel like an absolute age without Premier League football. Uh, Considering um, bringing you guys uh, a watch along, As well, uh, over the international break, I'm really interested in the Italy-Spain match in the Nations League. I might have a go at that, uh, but I will uh, pop a poll out, see if if enough of you are interested in it uh, before I commit to it. uh, And then we'll go from there. Uh, Let's see what else uh, you guys are saying then. So Chris Carrick says he does better when he gets short service rather than long passes from the back line. So we still need to add another top midfielder. Uh, Inter says people get giddy over him because he plays football in the snow with short sleeves. I could do that. Uh, Alejandro says, I feel like our team is becoming more well-rounded, not to the point where we're competing for the title, but enough where Tierney is not outshining people like he did last season. Interesting. Um Bonster says, my initial thoughts at the start of the season was that he was playing in a poor defence. Let's see uh, what else we've got. Jid says, KT should not be captain. It will hamper his development. He's still a good left back and might come good sooner than later. But passion and drive are not leadership. Let him develop without the hype. Yogesh says, uh, I think he's a victim to his past brilliance. He could have the same game as other players, but will get lower ratings. Don Saki says, I think our defensive leaders at the moment are Ramsdale and Gabriel. Uh, Halo says, last season ended late and the Euro started. A short break for those involved and then another season. Tierney is one of Arsenal's most used and best players and one of those who works the hardest. Yeah, it's a valid point. You know, I think there are a load of players who have come back from the Euros with a bit of a hangover, especially England players, um, who went all the way to the tournament, obviously uh, to the tournament final, obviously suffered that defeat and probably feel a little bit uh, drained still from that. Um, Obviously, Scotland didn't go that far, but for Kieran Tierney, the fact that the season last season was a long one, although he missed... Large parts of it due to injury. Then he went to the Euro, was really struggling for fitness there as well, missed a couple of games for Scotland, and then had to start a whole nother season. And then has been quite heavily relied upon because of the issues we've had. You know, there is an argument that maybe he is just a little bit burnt out. And Kieran Tierney, with his injury problems, with his fitness issues, probably is feeling that more than your average player because of the issues that have plagued his career so far. Um, Chris Carrick says he tr- he's tired because he thinks he has to be Superman. He needs to chill a bit. Basically suggesting that he does overdo it, overexert himself maybe at certain points in games. Uh, T says Tierney is bullied by physical challenges. Uh, interesting. Um, Moss52 says spot on, Harry. Thank you so much. Uh, Louis says spot on as well. Cheers. Thank you both. Uh, Rob uh, Ray Bob sorry says, I think Arteta should be regard- uh, reading the games very fast. Kierantini has been identified by many clubs that he's the one to place the ball into the box and now all eyes are on him. Agreed. Uh, What else have we got? Uh, Lots of you agreeing with me that the left flank has has been used a little bit too much. Um, Don says, Harry, do you think our manager is adaptable in terms of strategy and tactics? Well, I guess, look. I don't want to go in too hard on the whole we play a lot down the left thing because if you think back to the peak Wengerball days, we played a lot down the left then as well, didn't we? We had Ashley Cole, we had Robert Pires, and we had Thierry Henry pulling out to that side, and before that, you know, we had Nigel Winterburn, we had Mark Overmars down the left, and you know, we had we always had top, top quality players down those left hand sides, and that I think naturally uh, led to us kind of funneling our play more so down the left than down the right. But that wasn't to say that when it wasn't working, we couldn't switch it up to the right-hand side. And if you think back to the Invincibles team, we had Lauren, who was incredibly comfortable on in the ball and, and at getting forward, given his history as a midfield player. You had Freddie Lundberg, who was uh, a sensational uh, player who had an incredible ability to find his way into the box from those positions as, as a late runner and, and find the back of the net, scored some Vital goals for the club did Freddie Unberg. So with the Arsenal team of then, it was, yes, we prefer to play down the left, but if we can't, and if you're going to stop us doing it, we will find a way to do it down the right because we have very talented players all over the park. I think for me, though, with this team, it's a little bit more predictable and a little bit different in the sense that Mikel Arteta's patterns of play feel rehearsed. They feel very much like they've been worked on on the training ground. Like you can just, and I I don't know this for a fact, but you can just visualise it now. You can visualise Mikel Arteta putting 11 players on the pitch with a couple of those fake men things that they use for free kick training. um, And then just practising the same patterns of play, you know, passing to Xhaka, for example, ball to the left to Tierney, uh, ball down the line. Uh, for uh, whoever's playing on the left wing. They drift inside, wait for the overlapping run of Tierney, play the ball outside and then cut back or cross. And you feel like that could be something that Arsenal do really regularly because everything seems, especially down our left-hand side, really rehearsed. And one of the things that Wenger did differently down that flank was, yes, you know, there was an emphasis and a focus on getting the ball to those players because they were, for the most part, our most talented players. But there was that freedom And, you know, they had the ability to make things happen, to produce moments. There was that spontaneity among Arsenal's attack that it just feels like might be missing under Mikel Arteta. And, you know, we're talking about the creative burden being on Kieran Tierney and whether you think he's great at doing that or not. The fact is he's a left back and you shouldn't be looking at left backs to provide the majority of your creative output. They can contribute to it, of course. And I think now more so than ever, they they are key in the game of football. But you still got to be, in my opinion, asking more from the left winger, from the right winger, from the player who plays in behind the striker. Those for me are the primary creative outlets. And if you can get something out of your fullback, then great. But this over-reliance on Kieran Tierney to produce moments every single time he breaks into the opposition half is it's too much, it's a a pressure, it's a weight on his shoulders and I think that there was always going to come a point where it wasn't always going to come off and people were then going to start to ask questions of Kieran Tierney, when perhaps we should be asking questions of the team and we should be asking questions around the predictability of our build-up play and why it is that we don't seem to have any other ideas. So um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Let's uh, let's go over to the comments section. We'll take a couple more just before we wrap up the show. Uh, let me know in the comments while I do that um, whether you've enjoyed this, uh, this player review show, because obviously I'm trying to think of stuff to do during the international break. Obviously, I want to keep the content going. Obviously, I want to keep supplying you guys uh, with Arsenal chat to enjoy and to take in. Uh, whether that be on your way to work, whether that be in your spare time, whether that be when you go for a run or walk in the dog, whatever. Um, but I want to be sure that it's something that you are enjoying. So we are going to be bringing you another one of these very, very soon. We're going to be focusing, uh, after a number of requests on Aaron Ramsdale and what he's brought to the team. So I'm looking forward to doing that one as well. Uh, but let me know what you thought of the show rate it out of 10 in the live comments. So I can, um, gauge how much you're enjoying these kind of player specific reviews and discussions uh josh hunter says is arteta's instructions for tini greater than the rest of the team which is the reason for his turn in form um i think that everybody is under quite a lot of instruction maybe at times slightly too much instruction but um you know i think i think for me it's geared to give Kieran Tierney space. You know the instructions are geared to create that space for him, create that room for him. And and while I'm sitting here saying that we we do need to look at the manager and we do need to look at the way the team are playing and the way the team are operating, I still expect a, a high level fullback to having get it, got in those positions deliver more frequently than he is at the moment in terms of picking the right ball. Sometimes the execution isn't always going to be there. I get that, but the the right idea at least needs to be. Uh, shown. I want to see him at least making the right decisions. And I just feel like in the last few weeks, sometimes he's not always done that. Uh, Said says, Harry, I think injury affected him in the mental aspect. I look up in some games and he just looks afraid to make challenges. Yeah. um, You know, I I get that as well. And I do think those things um, can have an impact as well. Uh, Let's see what we've got. Louis says, see where you're coming from, Harry. I think we all just want to see something different in our play. Not the same predictable stuff. Agreed. Uh, lots of you enjoying the show, which is great to see. Don says, uh, I love it. So does Louis. Uh, Saeed, uh, we've got a few 10 out of 10s. That's fantastic. Thank you uh, all so much. We've got a nine and a half. I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, 10. We've got a nine. Brilliant stuff. Thank you all uh, for your very kind feedback. And as always, thank you so much for your kind support. Uh, don't forget to hit that like button if you haven't done so already. It really, really does help the channel. So please do smash the like button if you haven't done so already. We are around about 200 uh, subscribers away from hitting the 17,000 mark here on YouTube. So if you are a YouTube user, please do subscribe to the Chronicles of Aguna channel. It really um, is appreciated. Also, if you'd like to go one further and become a member, you can do so by clicking on the link in the description. Right, I will be back uh, later on today with another stream. We'll be back at 5 p.m. UK time. So if you're free, if you're available, come join me for that one. Um, Until then, enjoy the rest of your day. Take care of yourselves and I'll catch you all soon. Goodbye. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast.